What is up, sisters and brothers and all my kind of friends? All my kind of friends out there. Y'all, I'll let Christian take the intro because he really wanted to throw in bros. So what is up, bros? Listening to this podcast, we have And she paid me $5 to do I did. I paid him five whole dollars to be on my podcast. Again. just to do the intro. Yeah, really, just for the intro. You couldn't afford me for the episode, but you could afford me for You are the biggest diva I've ever had on this show, by the way. (laughs) Just so you know. The ratings speak for themselves. (laughs) Whatever. Mom gets more ratings than you now. (laughs) Well, that's not true. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) Y'all talk about deep. Y'all talk. Y'all got. Y'all clickbait. Come on. Bring the deep. No, we don't. We have quality (laughs) content. Quality content. Our content. You bring clickbait titles. Our content backs up all of our clickbait. When we we put sex in the title, we talked about sex, okay? Clickbait titles in my podcast. In my episodes. Okay, I'll let you pick the title. (laughs) I'll let you pick the title. I'll let you pick the title. Oh my gosh. Y'all, every time we have Parker and Freddie on this podcast, we feel some kind of freedom to have arguments all throughout the morning. Uh, It's just part of it. So we have Parker and Freddie back on the podcast because so many of you guys loved it last time we had them on. They're two of our best friends and um, we actually went to the DMs and got a lot of relationship questions and questions that we felt were um, kind of applicable to things we walked through in life. We're talking about moving places, talking about um, just having the courage to make friends in new places and also relationship stuff. But I thought we'd kick it off with a deep relationship question. Okay, so in all relationships, there are things in your relationship that it's like, it's like a hard step to cross over, right? It's like, this is a point in our relationship where someone's gonna have to break the ice. Mm -hmm. Someone's gonna have to bring it up. Someone's gonna have to go there. And it's always like, who's gonna do it? Well, my question is, how, when, and where did one of you fart for the first time? Hey, but that's a real thing. That's a real. Some people are out there and they're uptight. They can't breathe properly because they're holding it all in. And they're like, "How do you break this ice?" We've all been there. Okay, you can go first, Christian. Well, I'm not. I'm not the best for answering this question because we're almost. What, like five years in? Yeah, but go back. Go but, back but I'm back. saying I've still never out loud farted in front of you in five years. Oh, my gosh. That's the biggest lie ever. <laughs> morning, I know. No. Maybe not today. <laughs> I actually, here's the thing. I actually fart in front of you so much, I don't remember the first time. I know. I've become so immune. I don't even laugh anymore, which is kind of weird. That's not true. You do laugh. <laughs> Sometimes. Depends on the tone. But not. <laughs> the length. <laughs> Sometimes I laugh, but it's not often. (laughs) Most of the, and you know what? I was like the most like open person to that. I was just like, hey, like never hold back that kind of thing. But now that we're married, I'm like, okay, actually stop. (laughs) Like (laughs) it's like too far. But there is there. So this might be too much. It probably is. But for me, there's a difference between like farting and like audibly like blowing up the bathroom. Like I still get nervous about like <laughs> like loud poops. You do. You I do, do get nervous. <laughs> I do. You do. You're like I don't know so why, like... but it's like I'll fart so loud, but then like in the bathroom, I like there's something different about like. But it's so weird because you can't me. even see you in there. Yeah, but it's something about the door being shut and being like I still hear it. <laughs> the down, the hall, it down the hall through the door. It's like that's just embarrassing. I can't. So but Christian's not I remember really the first had that time. Problem. <laughs> 
But I the, remember the first time me, Sadie Fire I was me. really, I actually was so We were so sitting nervous. on a dock. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I was so nervous because I have been like holding it in. So we started dating in July. This was May of the, well, we met in July. We started dating in September. This yeah. was May of the next year. So I'm like, time has passed, you know? And if well, you keep in mind, you had been, you had been strategically. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, everybody does. Everybody does. It's not that. <laughs> yeah. It's not that you don't fart in front of them. It's just like, <laughs> do they know you did? That's whenever it reaches yeah, the line. Yeah. So, and actually, whenever I did, it was such an accident. That was, that was so funny. We were like sitting on a dock and overlooking the ocean one morning. Yeah, we we're about to go on a fishing yeah, trip. Yeah, overlooking the ocean. Yeah, but it was early, which you know your bowels are always kind of messed yeah. Up it was early. <laughs> And I don't even know how it happened. I was just like talking, and then all of a sudden it just like happened. And then I was like, whoa. And like, there was like no hiding it. And we both started laughing so much, but it was like so good. I was so thankful because, like, okay, the ice is broken. Yeah. Like, we're past this yep. awkward part of our relationship. Yep. Now, I know some couples out there who are like, I will never do that in front of my spouse. And I don't know how you do that. I'm like, that more power to you. But what what's y'all's status? But I, I will say real quick, it was also kind of like the fart where you would thought a boat drove by because there's a No, lake. you would not. <laughs> the, dock, the, dock, the dock was like, <laughs> I was like looking down at like the water to see if like a, you know, the, the boat did not obey the no, the no egg zone. If you no want way. more listeners on this podcast with you on it, you better stop TMI. <laughs> that's not pe- that's real. That's relatable. I'm just kidding. People say, yeah, I've done that to a dog. Okay, before. well, I was that girl that I like tried to convince Parker that I don't fart. Oh, you're that girl. I was that was. girl. Oh, yeah. was but that no, I made it. I made it until engagement. Maybe so. Like I made it a long time. That is a Granted, long time. Our, we dated for what eight months. Mm-hmm. So like halfway through engagement. Is when I like couldn't hide it. It was a hilarious story. One night we went. We went to dinner with my best friends and his wife, and we're like an Italian restaurant, really good in in Auburn. So embarrassing. Freddie's like, "Oh, I'm sick. I don't feel good." And we like haven't been. We've been trying to get dinner with this couple forever. He's like, "How my stomach just hurt." We like. I think we ended up having to leave early because. Well, I just wasn't talking. Like I was in so much pain. I was like. Oh, basically laying down in my chair. I was in so much pain. What is going on? And Parker was like mad because he's like, you're not talking to them. Like, it's my best friend. Like, why are you being so quiet? This is just the first time you go to dinner with them. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been getting dinner with (laughs) y'all. Second best friend. Second best friend. Come to find out, her stomach was hurting so bad because she was holding in all her gas. Like, she would not fart at all around me to the point literally made her sick. She didn't eat dinner. She had to go home. We, she was nauseous. We, when we got in the car, <laughs> when we got in the car, I like I genuinely thought Parker was going to take me to the hospital because I also didn't know what was going on with my stomach. I didn't know oh, that I was came the reason. To that point. And then you like opened my car door, and while you're walking around, I farted and I felt a lot. Better. I bet you did. I bet you did. <laughs> hey, there's like this stubbornness and pride to a woman that's like I will it not. Is. And there, it almost... there's a lesson in all this. There's a lesson. <laughs> 
Spring is a great time to start something new, right? So whether it's cleaning or a new hobby or a new audiobook, a good story is always a great way to start a new journey and Audible has all that you need. I come from a family of great storytellers, so I know Audible is the home of storytelling, which is where I want to be. Audible lets you enjoy all your favorite audio entertainment together in one app. There's always something new to discover or you can rediscover some of your old favorites. Audible has an incredible selection of audiobooks from every genre like bestseller, new releases, memoirs, mysteries, and thrillers, business, and more. It is the destination for mind-blowing entertainment with selections of mystery and thrillers that will keep your heart racing. And with next listen recommendations, there's always something irresistible at your fingertips. Plus, members get full access to a huge and growing selection of included audiobooks and audible originals and even podcasts like, well, that's good. So you can download them or stream them anytime, anywhere. Audible members can also pick one title each month to keep from the entire catalog, which is some serious benefits, y'all. The newly included selection of titles makes your Audible membership even more valuable and gives you the chance to discover your next favorite thing. With thousands of titles available, you're definitely going to find something that you love all in one convenient app. So I know some of you are into, you know, thrillers, crime, mystery. And I got to be honest, that's not really been my thing. So I told Bella, okay, Bella, tell me what I could like listen to that wouldn't scare me, but I would like be into it. And she told me about this title called The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. And so I started it and John Luke loved it too. And so I'm just not on the cusp of it. And y'all, let me tell you, it is very entertaining. You do want to listen to see what happened next. So if y'all are into that, Audible is a great place to find those too. New members can try Audible now for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash Woe or just text Woe to 500-500. That's audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash Woe or text Woe to 500-500 to try Audible for free for 30 days. Y'all, I love summertime. It is my favorite season and I'm so excited to jump back in. We are approaching the best time of the year. But no matter what your summer looks like, KiwiCo invites kids and kids at heart to enjoy their first summer adventure series. Kids can receive six hands-on science and art project kits over six weeks, no matter what their age is, with enriching activities that accompany each project. KiwiCo has something for everyone with different topics for each age from space to dinosaurs and so much more. I am so excited about the summer series. We actually are getting this little driver that I know Haven is going to love because it's a little steering wheel and she loves anything active and also a little like neighborhood fun one where they have a water paint thing, which is so good because it's not going to make a mess and Honey is so into painting right now. And painting with a three-year-old, yeah, that's just hard. So I'm excited for the no mess. KiwiCo offers kids a chance to get outside and explore screen-free with projects like the Bottle Rocket Kit from the Summer Adventure Series. They can turn the outdoors into a playground of learning and fun. Every Summer Adventure Series with KiwiCo is a personalized experience that includes real engineering, science, and art projects. And you'll be impressed with how high quality all the materials are. Everything we've gotten from KiwiCo has been absolutely amazing and such high quality. I know sometimes it can be hard to find creative, engaging ways to keep your kids away from the screens and just having fun, but KiwiCo does the legwork for you so you can focus on spending fun and quality time tackling projects together. The KiwiCo Summer Adventure Series is personalized to your family and can be received all at once 
or weekly for six weeks, depending on your schedule. If you like it all at once, that's great. Or space it out a little bit. Build the best summer ever with KiwiCo. Get 20% off your summer adventure series at KiwiCo.com slash Sadie Rob Summer. That's 20% off your summer adventure at KiwiCo. K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash Sadie Rob Summer. So what the lesson is, the first time you two did it in front of us, farted, it was very <laughs> audibly loud, right? So if you take, if you retract six months, you could have started with like a squeak. <laughs> no. You know, you could have started with something subtle. You could have started, but you two are holding it in for years and your poor stomach. Next time, next, it just, it's like a whoopee cushion. Maybe that's a good piece of advice. Just go ahead and start. No, that's my advice of like, if you're ever nervous, just just embrace it. Yeah, just little, like a little squeak. Just a little subtle toot. Right. Or else you're holding it for so loud. And then it's a a Uh noticeably. Freddie's like, I did squeak. It was not noticeable. No one remembers. Do you remember the first time? We're at the lake. And we had made it all the way through dating and engagement. And I, like, I was, so I was really good. Whatever Parker would be like, oh, you just farted. I'd be like, no, I don't do that. Like, I was very quick to, like, deny oh that I did it. Well, wow. <laughs> not lie. Just not <laughs> Not lie. <laughs> not lie. Um, but we were at the lake, and we were outside, and we were just, we were in the middle of a really deep conversation. Oh, that's the worst. And I farted, and I didn't, like, like same thing. It just, like, kind of happened. And Parker was like, I got really flustered, but Parker didn't even know I farted. I gave myself up. I was like, oh, I just farted. Like, I, I like, you know, said you it had so to quickly. Say it. And we just started dying laughing because it was literally the first time I farted. In a deep conversation. Oh. Sometimes I think that, like, God gives you, like, why would we fart, right? I think God gave us that to, to laugh in hard times. Which, Freddie, to help you, God. it says the average person... Farts thirty five hundred to seven thousand times per year. Oh my god, that's a lot. Just so there, just there just throwing that it. number out there. Give us some confidence. You, you are potentially farting seven thousand times. <laughs> so everybody it's does tough it. to disguise seven thousand <laughs> slip ups. <laughs> I will say. That is true. All right, now that we spent 10 minutes on our uh, (laughs) gas issues, but we're giving freedom to people out there, okay? There are girls who are about to drive to the hospital with stomach pains (laughs) that just need to let it go. And there are some Mm -hmm. girls who are starting a new relationship. Just go ahead and let it out, as Christian said. Well, what did you say? Squeak? Just a little squeak. squeak. Hey, they didn't look at us any different. That's right. Or maybe you did. I didn't look at you any different. You still married me. Yep. So that's great. All right, this is a lot deeper of a conversation, and I have my phone out because um all these questions were sent to us from you guys and the dms so we are taking it to the dms because we want to make sure that we're answering questions that truly are relatable to y'all i'm sure the first question someone dm'd we just (laughs) didn't find it um but this is actually a really good question and like i said taking a little bit of a deeper turn but it said how do you mend trust that has been broken in dating phases or do you just let it go in marriage how do you maintain trust and I'm sure we both have stories of trust being broken and mending it and all the things. But y'all want to go first? Yeah, I was trying to think of um, in our dating relationship when trust was maybe rocky. Um, and I thought of that one time mm-hmm. where I had a friend from like just we went on a mission trip together and he was a little bit older 
truly was only a friend. Um, but when Parker and I started getting really serious, I had like, he had called me and I had told him over the phone, like, yeah, we're really serious. We're talking about, um, engagement coming up. And in my eyes, it was like, this is just a friend, you know, mm-hmm. this is nothing has never been more than a friend has been like almost like an older brother to me. And when Parker found out he was really hurt, obviously, but it took me a little while of, of just him explaining to me like why that was so hurtful. And also I had to receive like, okay, I was in the wrong for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and to rebuild trust in that moment, it looked like cutting off communication with that person, mm-hmm. not to be like mean or, you know, Parker wasn't being rude to say like, Hey, this would help our relationship. This is what this looks like moving forward. But it was like, this is respectful to me. This is respectful to our relationship. And if we are going to get married, like, you don't need to have friends yeah. of the opposite sex. That is more than our relationship. Like, yeah. the four of us are friends, and and that's great, mm-hmm. but never would it go past that of, like, the four of us. Yeah. You know, and so that you needed. Call Christian just to catch up. Exactly. Yeah, there's a yeah. there's yeah. such a boundary. That would be weird. <laughs> that would be yeah. so strange. And yeah. even, like, I think all of us are really good at if I was to have to text Parker, I would text the both of you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just respecting yeah. people's yeah. relationship. Yeah. yeah. And I know for you, like, that was really hurtful for you. I remember that whole day, like, mm-hmm. I actually had to go babysit that night. And I was so nervous because also in my mind, I was like, man, is he going to break up with me because of this? Like, how much did this hurt him? Um, and it made me really nervous. Mm-hmm. And I think it would have been really easy in those nerves to kind of shut down and defend myself. Mm-hmm. But I wanted our relationship to work so bad that I was willing to say, okay, I was in the wrong and I'm really sorry and I'm willing to do whatever needs to mend this trust. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like for both of us, we both had things that happened to us in our past that made trust difficult, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like in that situation, like I had past relationships where a similar thing happened, you know, much worse, right? Where I had been cheated on and and trust was broken. So it made that even more sensitive. Mm So I think to your question, it makes it even more important to not just ignore it, but to make sure you're working on that. And then when you're dating, especially as an individual, like, I need to heal from that. Why do I have trust issues? Because when you get to marriage, if you're still, I mean, obviously you're still going to need to deal with trust and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But the earlier on you can start working through those things, I think that really... It's it really true. helps. Yeah, for sure. What you don't deal with in your dating relationships <clears throat> will go into your marriage. And yeah. I think so many people think, well, yeah. when we're married, I'll just trust him because I have the ring on my finger because exactly. he's wearing the ring because exactly. people know we're married. But it doesn't work like that. When, if, yeah. or when I have a baby, it'll be. Yeah, you yeah. always think like in the next stage, <laughs> it'll like solidify us more to right. yeah. to the world. And I won't be as jealous or I won't have trust issues. But th- those things come from such a deep place inside yeah. that putting a ring on your finger doesn't change everything, you know? It's really about the relationship that you build and the trust that you build. And we had, you know, our Rocky, our Rocky one, which we've shared the story so many times, so I won't share the whole story. But I will share what came from that is like... Who's in the wrong? (laughs) Well, not necessarily. I was in the wrong too for being so uptight about it. Who initiated it? But you were in the wrong for not telling me where you you were at. And then... um, lying about okay. the picture <laughs> so yes Let's just continue on hey that. i was i was trying to be nice though and say i was in the wrong too and and in some ways i was because i went crazy about it but i'll tell you also i went crazy about it because i was the same way as y'all like i had things in my past that had happened where you know the person who wouldn't tell me where they were and then i would literally see pictures of them on instagram 
taking pictures with girls at a bar because they recognize him as my boyfriend, you know, and, 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 you know, more well-known people that had dated that they thought they could lie where they were at, but they are recognizable. So people post, people mm-hmm. talk we about it. We didn't have my friends back then. Yeah. But we didn't have find my friends, but <laughs> find my friends was uh, your tagged photos on Instagram at the time. And so I would find out these things and it'd be so hurtful because <clears throat> they would lie. They'd be like, oh, I'm studying. And then they would actually be there. And so whenever I saw that picture, it like, was like, oh my gosh, like, is he doing this to me? Is like, can I trust him? And then it was really hard for me to gain trust back. And I was like, so uptight. And remember the time that um, yes, this, I remember that. this is so embarrassing, but I'll tell You're you, like, yeah, so yeah. this is like how like crazy you can go if you don't work out like your trust stuff. This was two months after we got engaged. Yes. So I honestly kind of had the thought of like, she's got a ring on her finger, you know? Yeah. Like she, she knows like, but at this point we were way past, we were, we were past way that past stuff. that yeah. stuff and whatnot, but still like it, I guess it just hit a nerve. So most of them, Christian would always like telling me where he was, what he's up to. And he just like forgot to tell me that, which is not a big deal. He didn't have to tell me this. Sadie did not text me back like two hours before and I was with my family. So we ended up going to dinner and I did not tell her we were going to dinner because I was like, she didn't text me back. Like she'll t- like when she texted me. totally reasonable. Like, There's nothing text, wrong with what yeah. he did. When nothing text, that you did was she, wrong. When you text me back, I'll say, hey, by the way, I'm going to dinner. Mm-hmm. But I didn't feel like, because I knew you were busy with your family. So I didn't feel yeah. like being like, Hey, by the way, I'm going to dinner with my parents because, like, mm-hmm. I'm with my parents. And we actually didn't have a relationship where we had to tell each other everything. It wasn't no. even like that. So he did nothing wrong in this scenario. I'm just really pointing out the ugly that it that comes out of you whenever you don't fix your trust problems. Mm-hmm. So I look at my friends and I see Christians at like Bonefish Which I'm Grill. I'm confused why you checked my friends before you texted me. I thought I did text you. That's a, that's Anyways, I think I did text you. I think I think you've forgotten that part. That was like four years ago. I can scroll back. <laughs> four years back. It'll take you a year. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, but it wasn't even Bonefish Grill. Like it was like the commons area, or wherever you were. But we were like, at Bonefish. Yes, yeah, so I didn't know that. It was kind of like this like outdoor mm-hmm. shopping mall, and I was just like freaked out immediately i was like what are you telling me and like i just assumed that you were with like friends from high school or like like i don't know why like my mind just like went there no, okay but i'm telling you this is just what I know, I, I went. You, I and i was just like he didn't want to tell me because like he is back with like his old friends or like mm-hmm. and like your cousins are awesome but y'all can do like crazy stuff together and i was just like what are they doing and why didn't he tell me <laughs> y'all can't y'all just like y'all just funny like funny stuff but you know you never know so i was just like what are they doing and i just like freak out and I was like way ridiculous. I like called you ridiculous amount of times. Like, I think his parents were like worried that you were marrying me yeah. because at the, at that moment, not really, but they were like, "This is a problem. Like, yeah. you don't need to you don't need to fix this." And I was just like, "Man, honestly, like, I just really have a trust problem. Like, this has happened in my past. I'm so scared of this happening again." You would think that like having a ring on my finger would help me, but it actually makes me more nervous because mm-hmm. now I'm about to step into a lifetime with you. Like, is there something I'm missing? Like, I was like mm-hmm. seeking like the thing that was gonna be like, that's it. Yeah. Like, that's the problem. Where right. this is the thing when there was nothing wrong. Like, you had given me every reason to trust you. You had been honest with me. You had been open with me. Uh, there's no reason for that. And that really kind of woke me up to like, I need to get help. Because yeah. for the longest time, like with trust, you can blame it on the other person. Mm. But a lot of times it really is you. Yeah. And it really is your past stuff. And so mm-hmm. we worked through a lot of that. And our premarital counseling was awesome. And we like really went there and worked through past relationships mm-hmm. and family stuff 
stuff and whatnot. And it set us up for success. And honestly, I'm a, I don't think, I mean, I think throughout our marriage, I've been super trusting. I haven't been like a jealous wife, a distrusting wife. I mm-hmm. have really trusted you the whole time. And it's not because we got married. It's because yeah. we worked on those things. Yeah, and so to be two months engaged and be that bad and then, then to step into marriage and be this healthy, mm-hmm. I think that shows that you really can change. Yeah. yeah. But I will say to even like with both of our stories, um, <clears throat> you know, like with you having some of those issues and like with the, when you having some of those issues, it also took like this from what we just shared, like me and Freddie, like we had to be consistent after that point. If like two weeks later, Freddie did, did the same thing, then it would have yeah. been like, oh, well, clearly you did not receive the message when I was like, hey, this actually really hurts my feelings. And same thing with you. If it's like, mm-hmm. if I didn't tell you again where I was at and you saw it again or whatever, then it's like, well, clearly he didn't take me that seriously. So there comes a point where after this yeah, breach of trust, yeah. like there has to be a consistent pattern of mm-hmm. like acknowledging what mm-hmm. the other person needs to mend what mm-hmm. was, right. you know, like I guess you could say fractured in a moment. Because um, then like, like you said, with defensive, like I have a problem with being defensive. So I could have gotten, well, I kind of did get defensive in that moment, but I could have stayed defensive to where it's like, you know, I don't really acknowledge that. Yes, I was in the wrong when I did this and just keep having like those walls up to where I kind of don't take, maybe don't take what you said as seriously as, as, as it was kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think just having consistent patterns after you, you know, kind of breach that trust and to mend it back because mm-hmm. That's good. You can always have a that outlook of like, well, you should just trust me. But it's yeah. like, if I'm not displaying patterns of trustworthy behavior, then you're not going to just trust me because I'm telling you to trust me. Yes. Right. I've been around relationships where words like you should just trust me or I'm sorry, like lose its power because I'm yeah. like, well, I can't trust you because you've given me no reason to. Or you yeah. say you're sorry, but I know you're going to do it again tomorrow. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, so words matter. They carry weight and you have to see the action behind them. And I love yeah. that you said that about it does go both ways with trust. Like for the person that broke trust, you have to be intentional about mending the trust. For the person that's trust was broken, you have to be intentional about forgiving. And yeah. mm-hmm. I, I love that verse. It's like very convicting where it says love keeps no record of wrong. You know, there comes a point where it's like, I can't keep bringing this up. Like right. a broken record. We call honey a broken record right now because if she says a sentence, she'll say it 10 more times. It's like the first time <laughs> she's ever said bracelet. She's like, bracelet, 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 bracelet. And I'm like, oh my gosh. But like, that's how we are in relationships yeah. sometimes. They're like, yeah. you did this. You didn't tell me where you were. You didn't tell me where you were. It's like, I get it. You, I didn't tell you where I was, you know? But like, mm-hmm. stop bringing it up again. Like, when are you going to forgive, you know? And so I think it does go it's both good. ways. Yeah. It's good. And it's not controlling either. I think yeah. like when the person that has the trust that's been broken on their end to like ask for, okay, can you text me? Okay, can you not cut off conver- conversation with that person? It's not like out of a controlling heart. It's out of like, this is my need. Like what you're saying, Christian, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Because that's the thing. Like if, if I was literally, you have to always tell me where you're at, that gets controlling. Yeah. But if I'm like, hey, if you're going to something that you know I would want to know about, you know, mm-hmm. if there's going to be girls there that are our age or whatever, like, um, even which like, even though, which now we're not, yeah. but in college, yeah. it was like, totally. you know, not even parties, but just like hangouts. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to know, like bonfires, just let me know, yeah. you know, and you always let me know about those things. And mm-hmm. so it shouldn't have bothered me when you're there at dinner with your family, but that just shows you how deep something can be. Um, and sometimes farmer friends not completely accurate. So. It's true. It did <laughs> not say bone fish. You're better at that, Apple. I know. When it said bone fish, <laughs> maybe I wouldn't have freaked out. But. Figure it out. 
I needed to get that ugly out so we could work on it. Mm-hmm. All right, so now we're going to move on to literally talking about moving because a lot of people, um, especially in their 20s, are in times of their life where they're having to move or have just moved. And not just 20s, all ages, but... Mm-hmm particularly people our age, and we've all had to move, you know. Uh, I've moved to Nashville, moved to Auburn, we moved back here. You guys have moved, you moved from Dallas to Auburn to Monroe, you moved to Monroe, you've moved, we've all moved, okay? So we know the challenges with moving and the excitement with moving, all of it. So I want to ask y'all, um, when you got to the point of moving, whether it was to Auburn or to here, um, did y'all have like a piece to go there? What made y'all be like, okay, I can make this decision to to make this giant step of moving somewhere? Yeah, I would say I definitely had peace about it, but at the same time, it still felt like there's still the fear, like, oh, okay, I gotta leave. Like for me, it was my hometown, everything that I loved, the church, friends, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So yes, I knew God was clearly calling us here. That was very clear to me. And he's continuing to affirm that, but mm-hmm. it was still hard. So, yeah. like I know we said before, it's this is also you feel that uneasiness doesn't mean it's not what God's calling you to do. Yes, you can have that true. peace from Him, but then also have like, hey, we're humans; we're gonna mm-hmm. struggle with fear or questioning, like what's going on. Yep. So that's how I felt about yeah. it, coming Good. here at least. And it definitely didn't happen overnight that we felt peace about it. Definitely. Like I think. And it was also very different for both of us to getting to the place of peace. Mm-hmm. I felt peace way before Parker did. And I had to sit on that and not convince him that the Lord was telling us. Like I had to wait for the Lord to reveal that to Parker in his own time because I knew if it really was the Lord speaking to me, he would also speak that to Parker. And I think that made it even more affirming because it wasn't like I was trying to convince Parker, this is what the Lord's telling us to do. Like he also had that peace. And for us to what was it, six months of mm-hmm. like really wrestling? Like it took a while. And I think that's something that you don't want to take a while is like the Lord telling you where to go and mm-hmm. where to move to. But I'm glad it did because we were so in tune with what he said in Auburn mm-hmm. that we have gotten that confirmation mm-hmm. even being here. Yeah. It's so good that you take that time because then once you get here and you go through some of those shaky times and just the heartache of and the reality of, oh, I just moved, knowing like, okay, we took six months to think about this, to yeah. pray about this. It wasn't like a rash decision. Right. And some some moves are rash decisions because you got a job and they needed you next yeah. week, you know, yeah, and, and that's one thing. That's but just to be able to have that affirmation of like, I'm supposed to be here is so mm-hmm. good. And I love what you said that just because you had peace doesn't mean you didn't also have like sadness. And I think that, and, and fear, mm-hmm. because I think some people are like, oh, well, if I feel fear, feel sad, or if it feels heavy, like, is that yeah. really God? But yes, like, that's being human, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? And um, I know y'all have talked about it. Um, Freddie, we talked about this a little bit, but it was almost like you had this initial piece of like, yes, like I'm going. And then you got here and it was like the reality of, oh, I'm in like a new place. Yeah. So how do you stay planted in the times of um, where it doesn't like feel good and exciting? Yeah. It's really hard, honestly, because when you, for me moving here, it was like the newness and the excitement and the new job and the new friends. And we're in a mm-hmm. house, like all these fun, exciting things. And then a couple months go by and like the newness wears off. And then it's like, okay, this is this is home now and how do you make it home? And Parker really just had to continue to, cause he didn't have that experience. He was like pretty steady. He's really steady. I'm not as steady, but he was like, he was like you. Yeah. Um, 
you need to like continue to just be all in and not be so reserved. And we kind of touched on that, but you really encouraged me to just, like you said, be all in and not yeah. dip your toe in the water. Yeah. Which I think is key to moving. You really Absolutely. do have to be all in because, you know, we've had people move here for jobs and move away rather quickly. And I think it comes from this place of like they never were all in. Mm -hmm. If you come here like complaining about something, then I feel like those complaints, like that's just all you can see. And we talked mm -hmm. about this. Like it's okay to be real. Like, hey, mm -hmm. this is the reality of where I'm at. But it's different when you're like saying like, oh, this is the reality of where I'm at. And this is me complaining yeah. with where I'm at. Because yes. there's a true yeah. reality to this is hard or this is sad or I miss my friends or this feels new or mm -hmm. you know this feels mundane now in mm -hmm. certain sense and then there's a difference in being like you know I hate the I hate the grocery stores here I hate the this I hate the that and like some of it's funny and you can yeah. joke about that and this is yeah. true we don't have a good grocery stores here <laughs> but <laughs> very that is true <laughs> but the more you get fixated on that then it's like well if I lived here then I wouldn't have to then I could have Trader Joe's or if I lived here then I could have this or if I lived here and the more you think about that and that will get you to literally moving from here yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. and it's like you miss all the like joys of where you're at of like whoa like I forgot why did I move here in the first place not for that I moved here because this is where God had me you know and so I think it is important not to like get fixated on all yeah. the negatives of where you're at and just try to focus on the positive mm -hmm. but I get asked all the time how does Christian feel about living in Monroe and if you would have rather lived somewhere else that's good I did not know that you got many questions I actually do that. people ask me that all the time well people don't know so when I was young I actually moved from Niceville to Destin back to Niceville <laughs> And then I moved wow. from Niceville to Auburn. And then By Auburn, the way, if you don't know Niceville to Dustin, that's about a 20-minute drive. They're like so. right next to each other. <laughs> and then I moved from Auburn to here. But my, I mean, it's so even like when I went to college, I was leaving my family, which I, which, I, which was tough because I was super close with them. But I was like three hours away from them. I had no friends from like left from high school, really. So it wasn't like I was leaving these friendships where I'm like, oh, I'm going to miss my friends. So I didn't like have any friends post high school. Um, so when I got to college, it took me, it took me a little bit to get in, plugged in, in like a good community. So that was kind of crazy when I first got to college. <laughs> and then post-college, I mean, I, I really, I really don't know if my moving experience would be different moving here, like if COVID was never a thing, like if I graduated and then moved here when life was still normal, you know, because when we moved here, we moved here in March, right when COVID hit. And it was like life in Auburn I think would have felt the same as it did moving here and the same like life in Florida would have felt the same because you weren't leaving your house. You couldn't travel. You weren't doing anything. And everybody was in the same boat. And everyone in the All world. All your friends from Auburn were also in the their world, houses. And like yeah. billions of people were in the same boat, yeah. like quarantining, don't like not leaving. Um, and I'm very like, like Freddie said about Parker, I'm a very consistent person. So even like when COVID kind of became not like not a thing and everything was kind of lifted. If I like have a gym that I like, a coffee shop I like, and a restaurant that I like, I'm very content. It's true. I struggled more moving back here than you like, did. Like everything feels the same for me. Yeah. If I'm like, I got like every day I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to probably go to the same I'm probably gonna go to Chick-fil-A. He's always like, what am I gonna eat for lunch today? I'm like, are you kidding? And like, I'm probably gonna go to the same, to the same like coffee shop. I'm very like routine. So it's not like, if I have my things, it, it feels the same whatever yeah. city I'm in kind of thing. But it did take us, because obviously we got really close with your family when we first moved here, because that was really all you could do. And we didn't have much community outside mm -hmm. of that. It took about a year 
like when we actually started having Bible studies and stuff. But I don't know. I'm like, I could be hanging out with a ton of people or just you. Yeah, and you're I'm, consistent with that. Maybe it's a girl know. thing that yeah. it's a little bit harder because I, you would, I always said this and people ask that question. I'm like, honestly, he was better about it than I was. And I, I, I guess because I don't know, whenever I lived in Nashville, I really thought I was probably going to be there for the long run because my work was there, my team was there, my friends were there. Um, it didn't feel super far from home, even though it was. I mean, I guess it was like seven and a half hour drive and a flight, two flights. But um, I don't know, it still just felt like the South and yeah. didn't feel like that crazy. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I just kind of started feeling not like that was going to be home forever. When, I, when we moved to Auburn, we both started feeling a little bit more drawn to moving to West Monroe, which we had previously talked about um, living in Asheville. And then we both kind of started feeling called to Monroe when you actually said that before I even did too, which helped me. I was like, okay, wow, this is crazy. And we both felt that like deeply in us. It was more than just like, oh, we want to move to Monroe. It was almost like we felt very um like pushed to move to Monroe and in a good way we're like oh this something there's Mm -hmm. something there that we want to be a part of that we want to pray into that we want to believe for and there was a it actually made more sense maybe to be in Nashville and I was thinking about this last night with God that normally it's a thing that doesn't make sense that God's in than the thing that does make sense and there's like there's sometimes where you look at things you're like, well, this just makes more sense. Mm. And it's normally the thing that doesn't make as much yeah. sense. Absolutely. Um, because I think if you feel a call towards something that doesn't make sense, that I'm like, why would that not be God? Yeah. You know, yeah. like, because that's not me. Like, this yeah. is not me. Yep. And so we move here and we, you know, face, like Christian said, it took about a year to make friends. And that was really hard for me because I love friendships. I love community. And um, that just felt hard you know and I remember telling my parents it's like I don't know if we're ever going to make friends here like I don't know how to make friends like we've tried put ourselves out there we got plugged into the young adult ministry at church and it just like wasn't happening at all it always felt a little bit forced and then all of a sudden we started praying for that I mean we prayed for that and then God just kind of brought it like um you guys moved here some of our um one of our friends married one of my friends, you know, Reeves and Lydia, and some of you guys know Reeves and Lydia from the podcast, and then Grace and Bryant, Bella and Jay, it just kind of like happened, and it was so sweet, and I and I feel like sometimes it's like we move before it gets good, you know, you have to stay planted somewhere, you have to water the ground, let the, let the roots grow, and when I think back to like the year of us not having a lot of friends, we spent so much time together, which in hindsight was really sweet, especially since we had um, honey so fast in our marriage. Like mm-hmm. it was really sweet to have that year together and all of our pictures of our dates that we did during quarantine and stuff. It's like, okay, that was actually really sweet. Yeah. So again, like not focusing on, oh, I don't have friends, but mm-hmm. focusing on like, what do I have in this? Yeah. But that can be hard. And for all of those who are listening who don't have community, we're not saying that's not hard, yeah. but yeah. the being patient and praying and stuff, God really does just kind of mm-hmm. have a way of everything working out. Yeah. Um, okay, so someone asked a great question. We both do this in our homes, and someone said, how to host a Bible study for your friend group in your home. Freddie is the hostess with the mostest. Yeah, she, she throws a good party. So okay, love tell us what hosting looks like for y'all. I love hosting. I've always loved hosting. It involves sweets. It always involves sweets. <laughs> That's really how you should. get people into your home. That's right. Um, food and community is a good combo. 
But I really, this sounds funny, but it's so practical for me. Like when I ask people to come over or we're hosting, it's like, I want them to feel at home. And that doesn't mean like everything needs to be perfectly clean. It just needs to be comfortable. Like I just want people to feel Mm -hmm. comfortable. And if they have a lot going on, they can open up. Or if they just want to like goof around, we can just goof around. You know, it's like there's no set way to host people. Yeah. But it's just creating an environment in a space where whatever needs to happen can happen. And just like allowing the Lord to kind of have that. But I also love like taking care of people that way. Like, I love having cookies when people come over. Chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. Parker loves that. And you make some good cookies. <laughs> Christian's always like, uh, do you think Freddie will make cookies if she comes over? I'm like, you can ask her. And that's like, Very people likely. always are like, you don't have to if you don't want to. Parker's dad is always like, you don't have to, but if you want to. And the thing is, is I genuinely love it because <laughs> yeah. I just love, like, I love doing that for people. It's like yeah. a way for me to bless people and mm-hmm. like a love language for me to love others is like, provide them with cookies as funny as it sounds it always makes people happy everybody wants a cookie exactly yeah i love that that is practical and i think that's the thing with hosting like don't overcomplicate it yeah like be practical about it make cookies invite people over you don't have to have a perfectly clean house at a comfortable home it's like Mm -hmm. what people just people just want to come hang yeah people just want to hang yeah and parker you're gonna get in the grill going yeah i like to i like to grill everybody everybody likes a good steak or some Uh chicken and things like that and our pastor from all over miles, he always talks about like communities, like common memory with other people, mm-hmm. you know? So I just like, let's just come over and like a memory doesn't have to be some crazy trip we go on, you know, it can just be, yeah. hey, we came and hung out together. And because we did that, somebody ended up opening up and we mm-hmm. prayed for them or whatever that is. And so kind of like what you were saying, it, it takes time to get that. Like if you move somewhere and you're there for six months, you're probably not going to have many memories with people because yeah. mm-hmm. it's just a short amount of time. But yeah. If you actually commit, I mean, to me, practically, if you, you have to give it at least a year of doing that to really give it yes, a good shot. It's yeah. true. And I will say, too, even like with doing a Bible study, I think there's a beautiful thing about like having something planned, but then also just kind of like letting the night happen. Yeah. Like we have a Bible study every Wednesday, and I would say 75% of the time we do a Bible study, and the 25% it's like, we end up having deep, deep conversations about something <laughs> or else just goofy. Yeah. or we just end up playing a game in the house and just doing life with one another. So I think sometimes we can kind of be rigid with it. Like, oh, this is Bible study tonight and it's going to be all about Bible study. And it can be less about community and more about like the Bible, which is an awesome thing. But sometimes it can feel like, like you said, forced or kind of mm-hmm. like you're rigid. rigid with it instead of like just doing life with one another. Then it's like, oh, yeah, we're doing Bible study. Yeah. Uh, like sometimes we won't start a Bible study till like 10 o'clock or 9.30. And it's like, this is a little late because everyone got here at 6.37, whatever. But it's just the fun part of doing life. And I think sometimes like... Fellowship. Yes, it's fellowship. Yes, you host a Bible study and if you do Bible study, awesome. But also it's not like the night, you know, you chalk it up as a loss if you don't study the Bible. If mm-hmm. you end up just having deep conversations. Yeah, and it's a good thing about hosting too. Like don't put too much expectation on what it has to happen when mm-hmm. your friends are over. Yeah. Just like let it happen. And I think with our Bible study, ours is really simple because we don't try to put too much pressure on anybody. And so yeah. we watch a sermon. It's like that simple on YouTube. We pull it up and then we talk about it and then we pray together. And it's like really powerful. But then some nights we are just like more goofy and I love what you shared about. It's like a co- common memories. And I think of some of our like memories and 
like we have a group text and it's literally called Mary J. Blige. And every time I just like see it pop up, it makes me laugh so hard because one night we were yeah. watching TikToks of like when they were doing that thing. It was like so-and-so died and the moms would freak out and all these people were like, Mary J. Blige died. <laughs> and they're like, not Mary. And we thought it was like so funny. But, like, some of those memories are just like the best where you just start yeah. laughing together. And I will say like for friendships, one thing that I found like really helpful is don't compare like your new friendships to your old friendships mm. because you have to remember your old friendships you had time with them yeah. and so I think sometimes it's like you know I'm coming from these five year friendships four year friendships from college mm. then you move and you know someone for a month and you're like why aren't we hitting it yeah. up it's like right. because you just met them yeah. <laughs> like, because yeah, you just started really. hanging yeah. out with them you know and um, you know when I think back to how those other friendships started I'm like oh that started the same way you mm. know and we've all gotten so comfortable with each other we've kind of like hit that mark but I do feel like it does take time and it's so important you don't compare what you're coming from to where you're at because that's not that's not fair to anyone to put that expectation on them and I'm so guilty of that I do have to admit I am that person that I just obviously I'm a counselor like that's just part of my nature Parker always says like I'm more deep than the average person just because like that's what I love so it is hard for me because I'm like well, we didn't have the deepest conversation the second time we hung out, and so we must not have a friendship. (laughs) But I really do just have to, like, slow down and say to myself, like, I've had conversations with friends from college, and she, one of my friends, Maggie, she made a really good point. She was like, your friends in college were not only your friends. They were your sisters. They were your moms. They were every part of your community. Yes. And you lived with them. Like, they went through heartbreak with you. They went through transitioning to a new place and a new town and, like, all these new things. And so you can't expect that to look the same in marriage Mm -hmm. because you have that with your person. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that friendships aren't important. Friendships are so important. But just your need of them does change. And that's okay. And I think that's hard post-grad to realize that but even more so when you add like Mm -hmm. all of your friends getting married after college that also brings a new challenge too that is so true because different season friendships are going to look different ways you know when you get married that's so true it's like your friendships are going to look the same as when you lived with all your girlfriends Mm -hmm. that's so different or when you live with your guys and it's like the same when you have a baby it's like then that adds a whole new element to it And so, yes, friendships are important, but as far as, like, the priority of time you spend with your friends, Mm -hmm. well, your husband begins to take that place, and your Mm -hmm. kids begin to that place, and then, you know, you add that because it's beautiful, and you need that, and you love that, um, but it is just different than it used to be, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's okay, Mm -hmm. and I think that was more so the struggle in the first year, is I was like, why do I not have these friends like I just came from, but it's because I live with those friends, and, Mm -hmm. like, you're my friend, you know, and so you just have to, like, you not put the pressure on yourself mm-hmm. to like maintain all of these relationships, you know, but man, anybody else have anything to add? I feel like this is a good conversation. Mm-hmm. Great. Boy, that was really good. Well, that was good. <laughs> well, that's good. We laugh, we cried, we had yeah. all the variety. As Jason Aldean once said, we laughed until we cried. We laughed until we did do that. <laughs> well, I hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast. And uh, as always, Parker and Freddie, we love having you on the yeah. podcast. This is so fun. And we'll continue to have them on. And so keep sending in questions that you have for them um, as we continue on having them on, whether it's about relationships, moving, friendships. Freddie's a counselor, so you can go deep. You can ask any question you want to her. I like to hit her with some hard stuff sometimes too. And so we hope that you guys have a great week. I hope this was a great start to your week. And we love you.
Friendships, farts, faith, and fighting. <laughs> Is that your clickbait? Yeah. <laughs>